This is Randy Hosman with Becker's Clinical Leadership Podcast. Here's your daily industry news brief for August 22nd. First, in a Friday report, the CDC said monkeypox virus DNA was found on high-contact surfaces in the Utah home of two infected individuals. Utah Health Department personnel swabbed objects in the home where two infected people isolated for 20 days. The patient still showed symptoms when samples were collected from high-contact objects and surfaces. This included cloth furniture, blankets, handles, and switches. The CDC said virus DNA was detected on all samples from porous items, like the cloth furniture and blankets. The findings indicate, quote, some level of contamination occurred in the household environment, unquote. However, no live virus was detected. Researchers said, quote, persons living in or visiting the home of someone with monkeypox should follow appropriate precautions against indirect exposure and transmission by wearing a well-fitting mask, avoiding touching possibly contaminated surfaces, maintaining appropriate hand hygiene, avoiding sharing eating utensils, clothing, bedding, or towels, and following home disinfection recommendations, unquote. The report calls for additional research to better assess the prevalence of surface contamination and whether there is potential for indirect transmission. As of Thursday, there are more than 14,000 confirmed U.S. monkeypox cases. New York leads the outbreak with over 2,700 confirmed cases. Second, according to a Friday report in the Washington Post, some healthcare professionals who worked for Amazon Care say the retail and tech giant's healthcare arm prioritized convenience before the best standard of care. Six former employees and managers say that Amazon's efforts to rapidly build Amazon Care led to conflicts with some medical professionals. These professionals feel the company occasionally ignored their concerns about its approach to healthcare delivery. All spoke with the Post on the condition of anonymity due to non-disclosure agreements or current business relationships with Amazon. A former telehealth nurse says Amazon Care asked clinical staff based in Seattle to get licensed in multiple states. Clinicians began practicing in so many places that they struggled to keep track of various state regulations. During the middle of patient appointments, providers sometimes sent messages to support staff to determine whether they were allowed to provide certain services, like prescribing antibiotics. Former staff alleged more complaints, including some about a subpar EHR system, which complicated care delivery. Third, the Michigan Nurses Association members will vote whether to authorize nurse negotiation leaders to call a strike at the University of Michigan. Members will vote starting this Friday until next Saturday. The union is an affiliate of National Nurses United, an AFL-CIO. It represents roughly 13,000 registered nurses and healthcare professionals in Michigan. This includes workers employed by the University of Michigan. Over 6,000 nurses at University of Michigan Health have been working under an expired contract since July 1st. The University of Michigan Health says it has been negotiating with the union since March. The union says the university has refused to bargain over safe workloads regarding the number of patients assigned per nurse. The union filed a lawsuit last week alleging bad faith bargaining. If union members authorize a strike, it allows nurse negotiation leaders to call for a strike after a 10-day notice to the University of Michigan.
Fourth, in more union news, healthcare providers from four clinics operated by Peace Health in Eugene, Oregon, vote in favor of unionization. The vote covers 13 physicians, nurse practitioners, and physicians' assistants across two urgent care clinics in Eugene, one urgent care clinic in Springfield, Oregon, and the walk-in clinic at Woodfield Station in Eugene. The workers have been organizing for the past year, with guidance from the American Federation of Teachers. The new group is called Peace Health Providers United. It will partner with the Union Pacific Northwest Hospital Medicine Association. It will focus on issues like burnout, staffing patient care, and care access for vulnerable patients. Peace Health is based in Vancouver, Washington. It has medical centers, critical access hospitals, and medical clinics in Washington, Oregon, and Alaska. Fifth, according to a recent New York Times report, inflation-adjusted pay for pharmacists dropped by roughly 5% last year. For months, pharmacies have been struggling to retain and hire workers. Due to long lines, some customers are choosing local pharmacies over retail chains. In some areas, Walgreens is offering bonuses up to $75,000 to recruit workers. Understaffing also impacts the workers left, who have reported burnout. Here are three reasons for the drop in pay. One, pharmacist pay was higher in the 2000s because of a staffing shortage due to an older population with more chronic conditions. That rise has leveled off. Two, when retail chains buy competitors in large deals, the move is a boost for executives, but results in stagnant hiring capabilities. For example, in 2017, Walgreens bought 2,000 Rite Aid stores. It then closed over 500 of its own locations in the same year. Three, pharmacies are pushing to hire more people, but end up hiring more pharmacy technicians. Farm techs are cheaper to hire and help fill prescriptions, but pharmacists have to approve every prescription. Thanks for listening. Do you want more of the latest info about clinical leadership delivered directly to your inbox every weekday? Subscribe to the Becker's Clinical Leadership and Infection Control e-newsletter on our website at www.beckershospitalreview.com forward slash quality.